It is the Random Podcast with Tony Scott. Another edition of that. This is episode like 16. 17 in some countries. I'm kidding. I have no idea. But uh, we post it every Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, and sharing. means the world to me. The biggest story in the world is the coronavirus. What is going on with that? Where are we with that? Now, my daughter who lives in Austin, my youngest daughter, told me that somebody in San Antonio has been confirmed with a case of coronavirus, which is like an hour and a half away. That don't make me happy. It does make me concerned. Are we overreacting to this? A little? Just a Maybe, but these days, an overreaction in some circles will be an underreaction. I mean, what are you going to do? Major League Baseball has told their players, do not uh, high-five fans. Don't do that. Don't uh, fist bump. You can, no, they say you can fist bump, but don't high-five. Don't sign anything. Don't take a pen from someone and sign anything. Now, that sounds like an overreaction, but you know, you know how, yeah, I don't know. I, we don't know anymore, right? How do you say hi to people? Now, you can't shake their hand. Well, somebody came up with a list of 14 ways you can say hello without touching. Number one is actually the shortest point between A and B. Just say hi. Hello. Uh, number two is touch feet. Not in a foot fetish, freaky kind of way. Just You just bump feet. Apparently, there's a video out that's gone viral about that. I don't see that happen. You can just wave at somebody. Hey, what's going on? You can do the Dr. Spock thing and live long and prosper. I've never been able, my wife can do that. I cannot make my fingers do that. And I can give you the finger, but that's not being friendly. But no, I've never been able to do the Dr. Spock thing. You can make the peace sign. What's up? Peace. You can do that. You can tip your hat. You used to do that back in the day. You can give the universal nod. What's up? You can do that. How about the gym and Pam high five from the office? You're on opposite ends of the room. And something great happens. You just throw your hand up there for a high five. And the other person on the other side of the room throws their hand up for a high five. They don't touch. You can um, mime a fist bump. Mm. How about a salute? Would you do a salute? Air kisses. That must be like for the ladies. You can say rain check. Someone sticks their hand out to shake it and you say rain check. That might get you assaulted. Just saying. You can send somebody a gif or a gif while standing in front of them on your phone. No, you're reaching over here. How about sharing a, a squirt of hand sanitizer? No, I'm not for that either. I guess the easiest thing to do is just say hi. Hi. Last week, they were saying that the Olympics could get canceled. Tokyo 2020, it could happen. Postponing the moving the games to another country is probably not going to happen. Senior member of the International Olympic Committee, Dick Pound. Yes, that's, what, that's his name, Dick Pound. He says the total cancellation is on the table. Dick Pound is urging athletes to continue training because the current plan is to have the games in Tokyo. That's what Dick Pound says. I just did that story so I could say Dick Pound. This week, they're saying the Olympics are going to happen in Tokyo. A judge says that a woman who ran over a girl she thought was Mexican is incompetent for trial. This happened in Iowa. Remember that? She was facing hate crime charges. Police says that she told them, I ran her over because she's Mexican. Nicole Poole is looking at charges including assault in violation of individual rights and attempted murder. In addition to allegedly purposely running over 14-year-old Natalia Miranda, this is in December in Des Moines. Police say she also intentionally hit a 12-year-old black boy on the same day. And police say that she told them that she targeted the girl because she is Mexican. The other child, the boy, he did survive. The girl is surviving. 
But at the end of the, the year, last year, a judge ordered an evaluation, and then the judge has now issued a ruling saying that by a preponderance of the evidence that the defendant is suffering from a mental disorder, which prevents her from appreciating the charges. So the case has been suspended. I wonder what the criteria is to determine. I mean, you get some kind of evaluation. That I know, but what is the evaluation in itself? What do they do? They ask you questions. They talk to you. Well, what is that? I got sent to a... Uh, a uh, psychotic sent, but I was uh, I was given the number from my former employer years ago. Call this number because something's wrong with you. I mean, I'm, I'm surmising here because they didn't say it like that, but you should talk to somebody because you're, you just seem a little bit off. <laughs> so, so I call the number. I went to see a, a, a therapist. You go three times, and then they'll refer you to a psychiatrist if you need referring to a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist prescribes medication, and so after the hour was up. I said, so what do you think? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I diagnosed you like the first 20 minutes. You, you need to see somebody. You need, you need to graduate to the next level, man. You need medication. And I did. I went, and it saved my life. What else is going on? Flavor Flav, apparently no fan of Bernie Sanders, and he sent out a cease and desist. Apparently Public Enemy was going to play at a Bernie Sanders rally, and nobody told Flavor Flav. So he set out a cease and desist telling them that they cannot use his likeness or the group's likeness or anything like that. And then Chuck D had to step in and go, no, 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 no. First of all, you ain't been with us in two years. You're fired. <laughs> That's it. It's a wrap. Public Enemy and Public Enemy Radio will be moving forward without Flavor Flav, they said in a statement. We thank him for his years of service and wish him well. Chuck D went on Twitter and wrote, my last straw was, was long ago. It's not about burning with Flav. He doesn't know the difference between Barry Sanders and Bernie Sanders. He don't know either. They ain't been cool in years because Flavor Flav uh, sued Public Enemy over profits that he claimed he was owed. But now Flavor Flav says, you know what? You can't fire me. What are you talking about? I'm a founding member. Flav went on Twitter and says, Chuck D, are you kidding me right now over Bernie Sanders? You want to destroy something we built over 35 years over politics? All because I don't want to endorse a candidate? Boy, I'm very disappointed in you and your decisions right now, Chuck. I didn't sue you on Friday. I asked the Bernie Sanders campaign to correct misleading marketing. That's all it was. I'm not your employee. I'm your partner. You can't fire me. There is no public enemy without Flavor Flav. So let's get it right, Chuck. He also says, I'm not on drugs like you're saying and have been clean for 10 years. I've battled addiction before and like millions of other Americans, I know the massive toll it takes. Chuck, you know better than to lie about like that. So he clapped back. Can you get fired if you're a founding member of anything? Yeah, you can. I told you what a month ago about a guy in Arizona who founded a company that he got fired from because he called an Uber driver the N-word. We talked about that. I played you the audio. I think it depends on how the company or the group is set up. R. Kelly wants a racketeering charge uh, tossed out. He says he shouldn't be charged with taking part in a criminal conspiracy because he's only, the only one charged in his, a sex abuse case. His lawyer filed papers to toss a 12-count racketeering charge against R. Kelly. Prosecutors say that R. Kelly worked with his managers, drivers, members of his entourage, and others in his world in a criminal enterprise which was designed to both promote his music as well as recruit minor girls to have sex with him. And his lawyer says, well, you know what, but that part of the New York statute says that you can't have sex if you have a, an STD. It's against the law to have sex if you have an STD, and that's unconstitutional. Well, you shouldn't have sex with somebody if you, if you have an STD. Why would you want to do that? If you have an STD and you have sex with someone, you are having sex with malice. You are literally trying to harm someone. I'm for that law. I don't know how you would enforce that law. Or there's sex police involved in this? Do you call the sex co What do their sirens sound like? Uh, uh, that's not a siren. That's a grunt. R. Kelly hasn't won many things in his court proceedings of late. If he's won any, I'm not sure. But I don't see him winning that one either. 
Uh, I told you last week that Steven Spielberg's adopted daughter, Michaela, who's 23, uh, was going into the adult film world. She was doing uh, adult videos uh, solo by herself with no one else, no man, no woman, not both, nothing, just her. She says she wanted to honor her body in a way that was lucrative. But people are saying she must have chose adult films because she must have been abused or something. But she says, I was never abused. There's not a shred of evidence that my choice and career has anything to do with parental abuse. So some of y'all need to step down and check yourself. She goes, I see a therapist. I do the work. Can some of y'all say the same thing? I'm taking care of my body more than ever before. And I encourage everybody to do the same thing. And then she got arrested in Tennessee for domestic violence. Apparently, it happened last Saturday night in Nashville. By the way, Nashville just got rocked with tornadoes. Thoughts and prayers out to them. But she came home with a boyfriend from a bar. And an argument jumped off between them. He allegedly said something, quote unquote, rude to her. And she started throwing, not hands, but things, objects. One hit him in the hand, left some damage. He didn't want her prosecuted or arrested, but police said, no, nah, we got this, man. She was deemed to be the aggressor. She was booked and released on a on $1,000 bond. How do you think your parents would take it if you told them you were going into adult movies as a performer? I don't think I could tell my parents that, but they're going to find out because nobody keeps a secret. And in situations like that, the world ain't that big. It's not. People find out. Did you know that so-and-so doing a nasty video? Yeah, man, I saw it myself. Ain't never even seen the video. They just make it up. It looks like they have found eight L.A. County Sheriff deputies who reportedly shared photos of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gianna, and the seven others that died in that awful helicopter crash. Suspects of the unauthorized photo sharing have been identified. They're not identifying by name yet, but it's eight sheriff deputies that are on duty. Sheriff Alex Villanueva says, when I first got word of this information, I felt devastated. These families of the victims have suffered enough already to have any action of our deputies compile their suffering it breaks my heart. It's a sense of betrayal because these are my own employees. So they're going to change their policy and make it more strict. I don't know why. I mean, when you came out with the policy, it should have been as strict as possible. Out the gate. That's not a policy you need to, well, we'll adjust it if things happen. No, you need to take all precautions, man, from the jump. From the jump. These eight people who shared these photos, do they get to keep their jobs? See, what happened like a long time ago, when you lose the trust of the community, it was a wrap. You had to go find something else to do. What happened to that? Although I will admit that was never an option for people who look a certain way. So Future wanted to pay this woman $450 a month for child support. $450 a month. And the judge was like, no, nah, nah, we don't do it that way here, man. I mean, first, I need you to take a DNA test. And then I'm going to need your financials. I'm going to need those by the end of the month. If I don't get them by the end of the month, there are going to be consequences and ramifications. I'm going to get in your pocket. So that's where that is right now. Because at first he denied it was his child. She's an Instagram model, the woman. Hey, she makes a living. It ain't illegal what? And he says he got set up. He says that she refers to their child as a check baby. She says, I never said that. Now you're telling stories. There was also a story that Russell Wilson was at Baby Future. For those who don't know, Future's a singer, rapper, or whatever. And, and he has a child, a son, named Little Future, Future Junior, with Sierra, the singer. Now, Sierra is married to... A Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. And they have a daughter together, and Russell is, you know, raising the boy as if it were his own. Well, Russell went to his uh, little Future's first baseball game, and Future was nowhere to be seen. And Future was getting dragged for that. Should he be dragged for that? Yeah. I mean, you got to do something, man. You know, let me buy you cleats. Let me buy you gloves. Let me buy some. I mean, if you can't make it, I understand. The demands of a career are high. Although at the time this happened, supposedly he was in the Bahamas with Lori Harvey. Read into that what you want. <laughs> what, 
What is that about? J-Lo and Shakira had that halftime Super Bowl show. It got over 1,300 complaints to the FCC. The halftime show last night was beyond inappropriate, somebody complained. Shakira laying on her side, gyrating like sex. Lopez on a stripper pole bending over to expose her butt crack, both grabbing their vaginas. Shakira grinding her butt against some tinfoil-wearing man's penis. It was incredibly offensive. My children were watching. Strip clubs have that crap with sluts performing like this. It's soft porn. How do you know what strip clubs have now? How do you know that? Find the NFL or stop this halftime show. It's beyond inappropriate. Honoring a dog killer, now this? <laughs> hey, this has gotten 136 million views on YouTube, so take a seat. John Singleton, who we lost to a stroke, left children. His youngest son, Seven, is ready for preschool. And so Seven's mom is asking for some financial help from his estate. Is she wanting 40 grand a month, 50 grand a month, 100 grand a month? No, she wants like a little over $1,000 a month to cover expenses. Clothes, groceries, gas, phone costs. I don't know what a preschooler would need with a phone cost, but okay, we'll put that on the list. And I say that because she ain't asking for a lot of money. And she's also asking for one time, one time payment of $2,400 to pay for preschool registration. To me, if I'm the estate, I'm like, here you go, right here. You know what? I'm, I'm giving you two grand a month. Just because how you came to me with this. You came to me polite and humbled and you didn't go nuts saying, I want 40 grand a month. That's, that's John Singleton's baby. You didn't do that. So here's two grand a month. Let's talk again in a year. See where we are. The woman, her name is Rayvon Jones. She lived with John Singleton and stayed home to take care of the baby. Now, she says that once their son starts preschool, she's hitting the pavement looking for a job. She ain't looking for no handout. She's looking for a job. You go, girl. So Tyler Perry's nephew, Gavin Porter, was found dead in his cell on Tuesday, February 25th. They say suicide. Hung himself with a sheet from his cell. He had been in solitary confinement. Now, he was there because Gavin Porter shot and killed his biological mother. I'm sorry, his biological father, his biological father in front of his mother. And the family had some, uh, well, they were not sure if it was actually a suicide. And Tyler Perry was like, yeah, you know, the world we live in these days, man, black man ain't safe nowhere. So we hired Dr. Michael Bodden for a second autopsy. And it turns out that his nephew did kill himself. All evidence points to the fact that he took his own life. And Tyler Perry says, well, now we can grieve. There was no foul play. There's 98% accuracy that there was no foul play in his death, just like Sheriff Gates said, according to Tyler Perry on Instagram. Answers don't take away grief, but they surely give room for grieving to take its course. Now, Tyler Perry said he had hoped that when he got out, because he got 20 years, when he got out, he would come work for Tyler Perry, like other guys who have served their time have gone and on to work for Tyler Perry. But that's not going to be the case. Oprah fell down. Everybody's talking about it. Oprah, over the weekend, she was doing her Live Your Best Life. What is it, a convention or something that she does? A seminar, a talk, whatever. It's very popular. It's gone all around the country. It's in L.A. now. And she was on stage doing her part of the show, talking about work-life balance when she lost her balance and fell hard. Have you seen the video? You can hear a woman in the background go, ooh, Oprah. You know, <laughs> But Oprah's okay. She had ice down her leg, her knee probably, and uh, probably the shoes uh, probably are... A long gone, I would imagine. But she says she was not embarrassed by it. She told Gail King and Stedman Graham, her boyfriend backstage, I didn't think it was embarrassing. I just thought, okay, I fell. Everybody knows what falling is. You prefer not to fall, but now I've fallen. And I can't get up. But she did, and she's okay, and she's moving on. Oprah's so gracious. She knows her way around a stage. That kind of You don't expect her to fall down. I don't know if she tripped over her shoe, or maybe her pants were too long. You know, some some people, they like their pants, they make them really long, so they kind of like bounce off the floor. That's actually dangerous. 
you wear them too long <laughs> or you sag your pants. <laughs> what is that? And that's dangerous too because if you ever, for whatever reason, need to run, that ain't going to happen. That's not going to I was, where was I? I saw the other day, there's a woman. She had two teenage sons with her. I'm assuming they were her sons. And uh, one of them was sagging. And he was walking in front of her. And she hadn't even noticed. And then she was on her phone. Then she looked up and saw that. And she says, boy, <laughs> pull them pants up. <laughs> I was like, huh? What? what? <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> yes. 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 I told my my daughter, you bring a boy home and he sagging his pants. I'm going to pull him up. I'm going to staple him to his hips. If he don't like it. Well, he said back in the day, if he don't like it, he can lump it. Take it down the road and dump it. <laughs> Who remembers that? How did that just pop in my head? What in the entire hell is that about? <laughs> a 10-year-old accidentally shot by the babysitter who was taking selfies with a gun. Well, that never ends well. This happened in Houston like last Tuesday. 19-year-old relative was watching the child when they found the gun. She thought the gun was unloaded. She started posing and taking pictures with it, and the gun went off, hit the boy in the stomach. He's expected to recover, but don't you feel stupid now. You're taking selfies with a gun. Who does that? Who does that? So last Wednesday, it went down that lynching is now a federal crime. It was historic bipartisan vote of 410 to 4. Who would oppose making lynching a federal hate crime? Who's got a problem with that? Because now you've got this stink on you that you voted against making this a crime, a federal crime. Louis Gommert, representative from Texas, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, uh, Justin Amash of Michigan, isn't he the one that started, uh, he turned into like Trump's little aunt. And then there's, uh, I think his Yoho, John, Ted Yoho of Florida. Is that how you say his last name? Y-O-H-O? Those are the four. The Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act was sponsored by Bobby Rush from Illinois. Now, anti-lynching legislation has gone up and come down 200 times. Gone down in flames 200 different times. The first time it went up was in 1900. When the country's only black member of Congress back then, Representative George Henry White of North Carolina, a Republican, presented the measure which would have made lynching a federal crime, but the bill died in committee. From 1882 to 1968, at least, at least, that's the key word, at least 4,742 people, mostly African Americans, were lynched in, in this country, in all but four states. And most of the perpetrators escaped punishment. You know, I felt kind of bad. I saw this story. Post Malone is a rapper, and he's from uh, Fort Worth, I think, or something. But anyway, you know, he's got lots of tattoos on his face. And I've always wondered, why do people put tattoos on their face? And, of course, one person answering that question isn't speaking for all. But Post Malone says, I got tattoos on my face because I'm an ugly thing. He says, it does maybe come from a place of insecurity to where I don't like how I look, so I'm going to put something cool on there. So I can look at myself every day and say, you look cool, kid. So I can have a little bit of self-confidence when it comes to my appearance. That's kind of sad. And I don't think Post Malone is an ugly person. I don't think he's an ugly man. I know nothing about his music. I wouldn't know a song if you held a gun to my head and said, name, name one. I couldn't. I'd fail that miserably. I don't know. But I just to me, putting a, a tattoo on your face is one thing. But saying you put it on there because you're ugly, or in his case, an ugly, is not, uh, it, just, it just breaks my heart. Top 10 safety rules that modern parents have to tell their kids. Because we live in a different world now. So the rules are a little different, right? Don't talk to strangers. All that, all that stuff still applies. But there are new ones, like never text or send other people pictures of your body parts. Yes, we have to tell children this. They should know better. Well, apparently they don't. Don't click links in an email if you ain't sure who sent it to you. It goes for adults, too. Don't give out your address online. Don't ask for permission before you make in-app or in-game purchases. I'm sorry, you should, a- you should ask for permission before you make in-app or in-game purchases. Yeah, my kids used to do that. My two younger girls used to just buy stuff, and it's like, what, what is this? 
Don't accept invites to uh, on an Xbox from people you don't know. Don't let anyone follow you on social media that you don't know. Don't enter your email on a website without asking permission first. Now, one time I was in my home office, and Maria, who's now a college student, she was like maybe four, maybe five. She's on, on I'm on one computer. She's on, I had like two computers on my desk, one on each side. I'm on one side. She's on the other side. She's typing, typing, typing. I'm focusing on what I'm doing. All of a sudden, I hear a little voice that goes, Dan, I need your credit card number. And I was like, what, what, wait, wait, what? She was getting ready to buy something. It was, it was like a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, well, no, 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 honey. No, you can't buy that. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Why? <laughs> it's like, because you ain't got $200. That's why. I got $200. You ain't got $200. So you can't have it. I didn't say that to her, though. Never type anything in a text message you wouldn't want your parents to read. One of my children, who will go unnamed, Accidentally sent a text to her sister, my wife, and me. <laughs> she dropping f bombs and <laughs> and my her sister. She typed it to. She responded with yikes. My wife was mad. I just laughed. I said, "Come on, man." I said, "You don't think she, she talks like that amongst her?" I said, "I don't care if she does that around her friends." I've always told my girls, "You're gonna cuss. You shouldn't. But if you're gonna cuss, don't cuss around grown people." Cuss around your friends, but you better make sure that mom and daddy ain't nowhere around. Because if their parents tell me that you cuss, you're in trouble. But if you feel like you need to cuss around, cuss around your friends. What do I care? Don't talk or message with people you don't know. So these are things we got to tell our kids now. In 2020, we got to say these things now. Because the world is different now. And these millennials who know everything, and I'm not trying to be facetious, there are some things they don't know. Like how to change a light bulb. There was a survey done. And some things millennials can't or won't do, putting up wallpaper, painting, fixing a loose screw, fixing a heater, or tightening the hinges on a cabinet. And it's not because they're lazy or because of the lack of basic skills. It's mostly about confidence. 33% say someone will do a better job fixing stuff than them. 14% say they're too busy to do it. My father, when I was a teenager, my father, my father, he only went to the third grade. But my father could do so many things. And I remember one time I was a teenager. I was getting ready to go walk outside. He's in the, he's outside working on the truck, doing a brake job. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, hey, come watch me do this, man. So you know how to do this. I'm like, I don't want to know how to do that. He goes, well, who's going to do it when you get to be older and on your own? I said, I'll pay somebody to do it. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I don't even think he even thought about what he, I think, it, you know, sometimes you just say something, it just comes out of your mouth. He just said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And then, and then he started talking to himself. I'm gonna pay people to do something he can be doing on himself. I ain't raising that way. What's wrong? With, you know, he's just mumbling to himself and stuff. And I just, <laughs> oh, I miss that man. I miss that man. On an airplane, you sit in a seat, and so the person sits in front of you. Sometimes they lean their seat back because you can do that with your seat. What's the etiquette on that? Now, if you lean back on me, and I don't want you to lean back on me, can I say don't do that? And I should be good. That should be the end of it. Well, no. I mean, there was a story a few weeks ago, right? There was some, some woman claiming assault because the guy, like, kept punching the seat because he didn't want her leaning back. Well, there's a guy named Pat Cassidy. who He was on a Delta flight from Austin to L.A. last week, and he was using his MacBook laptop. The, front, the person in front of him reclined their seat, and it made his laptop fold like a taco. It destroyed his screen, and so the laptop basically it was toast. He says the flight attendant came over and took the side of the guy in front of him who reclined. When Pat emailed Delta, they sent him back an email saying, sorry, but personal property damage in flight as a result of passenger action is not reimbursable. But we're going to give you 7,500 frequent flyer miles, which 7,500 frequent flyer miles is like $250. 
Brand new MacBook Pro, 16-inch, $2,400. Somebody break my laptop, man. I like to pride myself that I, I keep cool in certain situations, but I don't know about that one. There may be some furniture moving. There may some, be some turbulence on that plane because <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money, man. And imagine if you just got it, $2,400 laptop somebody gave you as a gift, and then some pendejo like leans back in his chair and, and busts up your screen on your laptop. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. All right, we're going to leave it right there. It is the Random Podcast. We post it every Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, sharing, supporting, giving me feedback, telling me on social media. I download every week. Shout out to my niece, Tiffany, who says another great episode. She told me that a couple weeks ago and it made me feel good. Because it's a podcast she can, I don't have to be embarrassed. Some stuff might be on the edge in a uncle-niece relationship, but I think I'm good. <laughs> I better be, because she's 31 years old. <laughs> Love you, Tiffany. Give Lola a hug for me. Tell the V-Man was ah. Shout out to Podcast Suites, providing this facility to do an incredible podcast. Mark McCray, thank you, bro, for everything. Allison and Mark have this app called the Allison and Mark app. You can download it, get this content and other great content from great creators like Mark Clark and Olivia Fox and other folks that you can listen to on the app for free. They're always adding new content, so check that out too, all right? And again, thanks to everyone. Follow me on everything social media, Tony Scott Media. Until next time. Peace.